0: All of us who have placed our faith in Jesus, we know that uh, as we miss her now, we will see her again as the Lord calls us, even as he called her just a few weeks ago. Shall we pray together? Father, thank you for this time. We do pray that this would be a time that as we gather together to, to remember and to celebrate. That showed her love for you, Lord Jesus. I pray, God, that you would just pour out the blessing of Your Holy Spirit upon this place, that we would receive the comfort that comes from Him, because He is our Comforter. God, uh, You are the God of all comfort, and pray for that comfort today. I pray that sweet memories will be shared. In it all and she would be glorified because really her life was all about you. We want this time of remembrance and this time of celebration to be all about you as well. So that we just give this time to you.
1: I also want to give my condolences to the family. And, uh, condolences to me sounds such a, such a sad thing. Really it's uh we really want to celebrate Lois and where she's at now. And, uh, we can only imagine where she's at now. That's all we can do it from this perspective. yeah surrounded by your glory what will my heart feel will i dance for you jesus or in all of you be still will i stand in your presence or to my knees will i fall will i sing hallelujah Will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine, I can only imagine, I can only imagine when that day comes, and I find myself standing in the sun i can only imagine when all i will do is forever forever worship you i can only imagine i can only imagine surrounded by your glory Will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine, I can only imagine, I can only imagine, I can only imagine, I can only imagine. imagine.
3: This is the air I breathe, this is the air I breathe, your whole This is my daily bread, this is my daily bread, your very word spoken. This is the air I breathe, this is the air I breathe, your holy presence, living is my daily bread, this is my daily bread, your very word spoken to me, and I desperate for you, and I, I'm lost without you, and I, desperate for you, and I, I'm lost without you, I'm lost without you. I'm lost without you. This is the air I breathe. This is the air I.
4: All right.
1: It's always a pleasure to hear family members talk about their loved one. Uh, I've known Lois about twenty five years and that's when I started coming to this fellowship. And who said it? Yeah. Drink the milk when you finish a cereal. I gotta t- I gotta steal that one from my grandkids. <laughs> cause they always leave that milk and I'm 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 the one who's saying, I buy that milk, you know. I, I try serving less milk but no they want it nice and soupy and there there's a so i i drink the milk <laughs> just so it doesn't waste i love that thank you for sharing that Two words.
0: Afternoon. It's now afternoon. Um, such a blessing to be able to be here uh with you all in honor of, of Lois, remembering her. Uh, my name, by the way, is Randy Wallace. I'm a pastor here at Calvary Chapel Upland. And such a blessing to have had Lois be part of this church for so many years. I have a couple thoughts on that and I'll share with you in just a moment. I want to be everything there's a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill, Solomon, King Solomon wrote these words, uh, the Bible calls him, God calls him, the wisest man that ever lived, and that of course would be besides Jesus himself, uh, God manifests him in the flesh. But Solomon spoke these words just letting us know, and, and really reminding us of the things of life, the seasons of life about this is that even our our purpose for being here together today is something that is very normal. You know, it may not feel normal. Every season, it's just a season. It's just a season. You know, the emotions will pass. You know, the, the reality of what's happened will not. But you know what? When we see these words, a time to be born and a time to die. You know, um, Solomon is talking. The beginning of life begins at conception within the womb. But a time when we are introduced to the world through birth, and a time that we leave this world through what we call death. I'm not sure that that's what God would call it. Because all those who have given their hearts to Christ continue to live. And our friend, our sister, very present of God. Amen. One of the things that we need to include with this is while these are seasons. That fourth verse, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. You know there's seasons of life. There's sorrow now. There is indeed sorrow Sorrow will be turned to joy. Our sorrow turns into joy through Jesus Christ. I have been blessed to be Lois's pastor over the last several decades. Uh, she always has been such a faithful, integral part of this church. Um, a faithful servant of God. We, we The things shared, and I I really can't add anything to the things that have been said about her. I really really can't. But just simply as a pastor, I I want to share with you just the encouragement that she was to me. You know, watching her faithfulness, watching her love for God, watching her love for people, watching her her involvement in life, um, being an example. others around her, and it is like her to have left all these things that Calvin shared about that's in that little envelope there, the instructions for this service, the songs that she wanted sung, a couple of letters that she wanted read, you know, one to um, her family as she shared about her experience. held a salute to my family that that means her children. That's what she's talking about. Um, well, let me just read this. Let me read this. It's fitting that she would write this. Um, she called it a salute to my family. As my family looks back on my life, I desire to look back on my family's lives, accomplishments, and joys they three children, Calvin, Carol, and Chris. My three CCCs, she writes. They were happy children, enjoying their school days to the fullest, having many friends, bringing them home so Dad and I got to know. Trials, they opened their hearts to Jesus and brought Dad and I to that blessing as well. Carol as our mentor and the boys support. As adults, this life continued caring for Dad and I. My Dad was very ill and I needed a break or rest, one of one or all of them were always there to If they could do it, they would do it, no question. When Dad was taken home, that love continued even more. They were always concerned about me. Every trip where we can get away, Mom was always asked and more than welcome to go, which I did many times. And they saw that I was well taken care of. My children's love has brought me through many trials loneliness, and concerns. May God continue to richly bless them and their families. May kindness, respect, and concern for other, others always be in their hearts. Remember, loved ones, obviously loved her children and her grandchildren, loved her extended family members, loved her friends, loved her church family. A blessing to know that woman, to be able to be a part of her life. And we thank the Lord Jesus Christ for bringing her into our life, don't we? On the night before Jesus was crucified, in the Gospel of John the 13th and 14th chapters that Jesus began telling his apostles that he was going to be leaving them. And they began to get quite upset. They were pretty bummed about this. The 14th chapter of John begins this way. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God And receive you to myself. And where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know. no comes to the Father except through me Jesus said I go to prepare a place for you he's speaking to his apostles but we take this as him speaking every person who acknowledges their need for Christ their need for Jesus and his forgiveness that their sins may be forgiven their sins may be removed from them and his own righteousness given to them so that they can stand in the presence of God in all of his righteousness and all of his holiness. Because apart from the work of Christ on the cross, none of us can do that. When Thomas said, we don't know where you're going, how can we know the way? When he said, I am the way. He didn't say, I'm going to show you the way. He didn't say, I'll give you a map. He didn't say, I'll give you some instruction." world, there are many religions. There are many different faith, faith systems, we'll say. Um, there's only one that will get a person to heaven. God the Father gave us direction in his word. Jesus came to give us himself. John the Baptist introduced Jesus in the beginning of the Gospel of John. He said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now, we don't have time to give a big sermon on all this. I certainly would be happy to speak with anybody who would like to ask some questions and uh, allow me to explain some things. But the point really is there's only one way to heaven and it's Jesus. And, 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 you know, for all of you who are here, Lois said, you know, sometimes in a memorial service, I'll, I'll just kind of bring the question, you know, what what would this person say? And in this case, of course, Lois, what would, what would Lois say to you if she had an opportunity to say something to you? Well, she already did. <laughs> she already did, didn't she? And she said that it is her prayer, it's her desire, it's her hope that every person here, every person who knew her, her friends and her family, her immediate family, her extended family, that, that each one would know the joy that she has found and is now experiencing. When we talk of a departed loved one, in the past tense. Like this person was this and this person was that. I think what we really mean is that while this person was with us in this life, she did these things. This is what she was like among us. But it's not like she stopped living. She still is very much alive. Very much alive. Jesus in the book of John, the 11th chapter, speaks to Mary Sisters of Lazarus who had died. He came to Bethany, had received news of his death. He had been dead for four days by the time he arrived. He raised him from the dead, but before he did, he asked Martha a few questions. She acknowledged that the resurrection, that her brother would experience the resurrection, but. Her thought was that the future resurrection, which all of us who have faith in Christ will experience, all of us will be raised in the flesh with a body that is fitted for eternity. But he told Martha, if you live and believe in me, you will never Question of every one of us. We believe what Jesus has said. Because of the reality of Christ, the reality of who he is, and what he's done for us, what he did for Lois, Lois believing that he did that for her. She, right now, as I stated before, she is more alive today than ever before. She's experiencing firsthand that joy mm-hmm. that she spoke of, that she experienced even here in this world, but so. Multiplied greatly now in the very presence of God. When you sang a song a little while ago, I can only imagine. She doesn't have to imagine anymore. She's there. She's in his presence. And that's the hope and that's the expectation for every person who knows Jesus Christ. In his letter to the Thess- Thess- Thessalonians, his first letter, the Apostle Paul, Thessalonians chapter 4, he wrote a passage about what we call the rapture of the church. And he wrote that letter, he wrote that letter in this portion of this letter to uh, bring some uh, instruction to these saints in Thessalonica who had loved one. believe he was going to return in, in his own lifetime, perhaps even in a matter of, of, of weeks. but of course he has not returned yet and there are some who would say well he, people talk about his return and, and, and Peter addressed that you know and people are talking and he's not going to be coming back. you know And Peter said, well he's just being patient. He's patient toward everyone who will come to faith in him so those people can be raised. in verse 13 of chapter 4. I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, That's what Goes on and says, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For the Lord himself, this is verse 16, will will, the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. He's going to come with them. Their bodies will be raised up, Their, their bodies and their souls will be joined together. In the sky, and we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. First, First Corinthians fifteen talks about that moment when. For eternity. That's what we have to look forward to. And Paul wrote, therefore, comfort one another with these words. These words are given to us so we may bring comfort to each other. Her belief. Uh, in his promises she prayed for you I would say that because you are here today you knew her well enough to be here and wanted to remember her she prayed for you she prayed for you and desired that you would know the same joy that she is now experiencing That it was was literally her dying wish that everyone she knew would know Jesus. I want to close by reading Psalm 91, which was her very favorite psalm. When I would visit her. To her um, the day before she went into the Lord's presence. Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your Give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In our hands they shall bear you up, lest your hand, lest your dash, lest you dash your foot against the stone, you shall tread upon the lion, and the cobra, the lion, the young lion, and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Those are words to the Messiah, Jesus himself. And now God himself speaks. Because he has set his or is to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. She's in his very presence. She's been delivered. She's been rescued. She has been given life from above. And I pray that everyone here will look to Jesus Christ that you too will receive that life. And Father, we do pray that you'd have your way with every heart that is in this place. One of us wants to thank you for the joy that Lois brought to our lives, for the encouragement that she brought, for the love, for your love with which she loved us. Thank you. Thank you that you used her. To us to know what it means to follow you, that you used her in our lives to just point us to Jesus. And so, Lord, have your way. We place her into your hands. She's already with you. We know. Thank you for her. And God, we pray that you would have your way in this place, in your heart. In Jesus in his name uh, mom and grandma uh, aunt whatever her relationship with you uh, she has been very special to each and every one of us and you know the fact that we have so many here you know often when we have someone who is um <laughs> Well, quite frankly, who lasted as long as Lois did, <laughs> you know, um, there aren't that quite this many people uh, showing up at a memorial service, you know, but it's a blessing. This shows the impact that uh, the Lord had on each of you through her and uh, the friend, family member, mom, grandma, whatever it was that she was for you. Uh, I want to give my condolences to all the family, um, a few of you. I've done that already personally, but uh, to all of you and, and, and friends as well. You know, uh, We're going to miss Lois. I miss her dearly. And yet, all of us who have placed our faith in Jesus, we know that uh, as we miss her now, we, we will see her again as the Lord calls us, even as he called her just a, a few weeks ago. Shall so we pray together? Father, thank you for this time. We do pray that this would be a time that as we gather together to, to remember and to celebrate a life well-lived, a life lived in honor and submission to you, and one that showed her love for you, Lord Jesus. I pray, God, that you would just pour out the blessing of your Holy Spirit upon this place That we would receive the comfort that comes from him because he is our comforter god you are the god of all comfort i pray for that comfort today i pray that sweet memories will be shared and 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 uh, uh, given to one another today i pray lord that you would be honored through it all that you would be glorified because really her life was all about you we want this time of remembrance and this time of celebration to be all about you as well. So God, we just give this time to you. We thank you. We love you. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Enjoy the service. And, uh, I also want to
1: give my condolences to the family. And condolences, to me, sounds such, sounds such a sad thing. It really is i
2: God
3: mm-hmm.
5: This is the air I is-
4: Hello, everyone, and um, thank you so much for for being here uh, on behalf of my grandma. Uh, My name's McKenna. Uh, I got the privilege of being Lois's granddaughter, and I am daughter to her youngest, Chris. So thank you for being here. Um, If you don't mind, I wanted to start off reading some scripture. Um, So yeah, who can find a wife of noble character? She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her and he will not lack anything good. She rewards him with good, not evil, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like a merchant ship, bringing her food from far away. She rises while it is still night and provides food for her household and portions for her female servants. She evaluates a field and buys it. She plants a vineyard with her earnings. She draws on her own strength and reveals that her arms are strong. She sees that her profits are good and her lamp never goes out at night. She extends her hands to the spinning staff and her hand holds the spindle. Her hand reaches out to the poor and she extends her hands to the needy. She is not afraid for her household when it snows for all in it are clothed and of good nature. She makes her own bed coverings, her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known at the city gates where he sits among the elders of the land. She makes and sells linen garments and she delivers belts to the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing and she can laugh at the time to come. Her mouth speaks wisdom and loving instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the activities of her household and is never idle. Her children rise up and call her blessed, and her husband also praises her. Many women have done noble deeds, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive, and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord will be praised. Give her the reward of her labor, and let her work be praised at the city gates." I started reading this, and I wanted to snag a few verses uh, to talk about my grandma, but honestly I kept going, and they all reminded me of her. Um, these virtues, without hesitation, all reflect the woman my grandmother was. She was of noble character, worked with willing hands, a caretaker to her family, a light, a strong, honorable woman, and so much more. She held herself with such grace and elegance, her hair, her outfits, her nails, every time they were perfect. Um, but of all these virtues, the most important one was that my grandma was God-fearing. Uh, we vacationed as a family every summer to Carlsbad um, for about one or two weeks at a time. And if you've been on this trip, you know where I'm going to go with this story. <laughs> um, we were nearing the end of our long trip, and all us kids were sunburnt and full of salt water. It was an early Sunday morning, and grandma decided to wake up the entire house and told us that we were walking to church. Um, there are three things you should know about my younger self. I didn't like waking up early, I didn't want to walk anywhere, and I definitely didn't want to go to church on the last day of my summer vacation. Once we got to the church, everyone kind of greeted us as the newcomers. Um, And they kind of knew that we'd never touched foot into their church before. That was a red flag for me. (laughs) Um, Once service started, the entire family and I can vividly remember us sitting in the pew, looked around wide-eyed, and just kind of lost because we realized that we had just stepped foot into the first horn-blowing, radical praising, jumping on chairs, charismatic Pentecostal church, singing, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Uh, Our family was in awe, to say the least. Um, Her dedication to show the love of God to this family was unwavered. We would all groan and complain when grandma was just talking about Jesus again but how badly I wish I could thank her for looking out for this family and leading us to live a life free with Jesus. (laughs) Grandma, unknowingly, has stamped the best moment and the best church experience on my heart by waking us up that Sunday morning. I value and admire the woman my grandma was. Her heart was filled with faith, love, and generosity, and that is what molded this family to be who we are today. Now all of you also know that my grandma was a lot of fun and was gifted with many talents. Her love for the Lakers, her incredible and unmatched speed and success at spoons or any other card game for that matter, her commitment to getting the gang together for vacation and her incredible talent on the piano. It fills me with so much joy thinking about my grandma in heaven, doing all of those things and dancing, teaching, running, biking, laughing, playing spoons, with her heavenly father, her husband, her daughter, her siblings, and you best believe Kobe Bryant is there. (laughs) What a party I wish I was at. Um, Today's a day to honor her and to also celebrate her, that she gets to be with Jesus and celebrate the joy and memories that she's brought each and every one of us today. This woman was and is truly inspiring in the eyes of young women who knew her, including me. She provides for her family with so much love and joy. I pray that one day, I can be half the woman my grandma Lois was. And I also pray that everyone in this room would always, always, and I'm serious, drink the milk after having a bowl of cereal. (laughs) May we forever remember the wonderful woman that she was. Thank you.
6: I should have gone first. Hello and good morning. For those who don't know, my name is Tori, Lois's eldest granddaughter. I have to say eldest because that's the only time I'll ever be able to say that. I want to first thank you all for coming today to help show love, remembrance, and honor to my grandma and her life. She was truly one of a kind. I am certain if we went around the room, we could each say something special about her and how she touched our lives and hearts so intimately because that's who she was. She wasn't a high and by kind of gal. She was more of a let's sit, have coffee, breakfast, and talk about your life story, and we won't end until you finish every last bite of your food kind of (laughs) gal. Growing up, when my brothers and I would stay at her house, it was always the same routine. And I'll let you in on what that looked like. She would wake us up at a decent hour so we could get going on chores around the house. But before that, she'd make us breakfast of our choosing, but most likely cereal, milk, and water. If you didn't finish it all, she would close her eyes and count until you were done, and you'd better be done by the time she gets to whatever number she picked that day. There was no wasting food in that house. When breakfast was done, we would get going on chores, which included, but was not limited to, vacuuming, dusting, mopping, picking fruit off the trees in the back, hanging laundry on the clotheslines, taking the clothes off the clotheslines, folding the clothes, and the list goes on. When the chores were all done to her standards, the fun afternoon began. She would take us to the local swimming pool, shopping, to the library, the park, anywhere we wanted to go or anything we wanted to do, Grandma made it happen. After that, we would eat dinner, all the same breakfast rules applied and counting as well. Otherwise, no dessert. And she always gave us dessert because Mom and Dad did not, and that's what Grandmas do, right? (laughs) (laughs) Then we all took a shower, no negotiation on that because you sleep better when you're clean. Famous quote by Grandma and Mom. Then we would huddle around the rocker in the front room with the lamp on, and she would read to us. Not just any book, she would read a scripture from the Bible. If you have ever heard her read late at night, it can get kind of spotty because she would fall asleep mid sentence. (laughs) But nonetheless, she always poured Jesus into us and told us how much he loved us and how blessed she was to be handpicked by God to be our grandma. Then she would put us to bed, sing us a song, and wait until we would fall asleep checking on us throughout the night with all the lights on in the house because she was afraid of the dark. (laughs) And that was a typical day at Grandma's house. There has never been a day that's gone by that I didn't know how much she loved me and how she would go to the ends of the earth to do or get me whatever I needed to succeed. Her heart was made full by her kids and her grandkids. It didn't take much to know that about her. She was so proud of us. She was at every cross-country race, gymnastics meet, swim meet, soccer game, little league games, you name it, she was there to support us. I learned so much from her, and here are just a few. Wake up at a decent time to get the hard work done. Eat a good breakfast and do not waste your food. It came from hard-earned money. Always Always leave time in your day to let loose, have some fun, and enjoy life. Never take it too serious. Love hard and never stop telling those around you how much you love them. Life is hard and you will struggle, but God always promises to help you through it, so praise him through the good times and more importantly, through the bad times. Those are just a few. She made three loving, caring, amazing children, Calvin, Carol, and Chris, two of which are here with us today and one in heaven with Grandma, my sweet mom. There was no better bond than Grandma and Mom, truly best friends. They cried together. laughed together, got angry at each other, and spread the love of Jesus together. It brings me so much joy knowing that my mom gets to have her best friend in heaven. As much as I long to feel they're embraced, it brings me so much peace knowing that I will see them again someday. In closing, I want to again express my love and thankfulness to all of you for coming today. It means so much to me and my family. Thank you.
7: I should have wrote something on paper, I don't know. <laughs> um, that's just not quite how I roll, though. So, I'm Andrew, AJ, um, the favorite grandchild.
2: <laughs>
7: <coughs> no, she loved us all um, very much, and that was very apparent at how she treated us. Um, some of my fondest memories were the uh, sketchy exchanges of, of us three under the 15 pass where we'd go down for the weekend. Mom would drop her off, drop us off, and we would go about our time with Grandma and Grandpa, um, ripping our bikes through the backyard garden, down through the garage, <laughs> around all the trees, while Grandpa was in the back working and Grandma was inside baking and cooking lunch. I got to spend quite a bit of time with her later in life. Um, as I ran at Mount Sac, uh, and uh, yeah, coming home to her every day was it, nothing changed. Breakfast in the morning, she packed me a lunch, um, and I would show back up about five o'clock or six, with her peeking out the window, wondering why I was ten minutes late today. <laughs> Dinner was always ready, her portion probably ate um, before mine because she got impatient. Um, And it was the same thing, some kind of meal from a couple days ago in these weird trays that nobody really knew where they came from. But that's (laughs) what we ate out of. We talked about our day, um, more so her just asking about mine. Um, And then, of course, dessert. And it was always for us, even though there was eight options. And frequently, she had multiple servings of dessert. But it was for us. She was a wonderful woman and and loved us very dearly um, and her support was always shown from the early hockey days with her and grandpa in the same spot to running i don't know who was louder my mom or her (laughs) but there weren't too many things i remembered about those races you'd kind of forget, um, but you do remember the voices of probably your two favorite people in the world. <laughs> and those are good memories. Later in life, I, yeah, I ventured away. And of late, it's been FaceTime interactions. And uh, this was supposed to be a video. Um, but here I am, as my career's taken me thousands of miles away, and I can only imagine what grandma would think of what the last six weeks of my life have looked like. (laughs) But in the end, she'd tell me she loved me, and she'd give me her funny little thumbs up that she did. And I know that that will never change. And knowing that she's with my mom, and there's no doubt that that was her best friend. The amount of time they spent on the phone together was endless multiple times a day, no matter what happened or how good or bad um, she was scolding me. It always ended in a hug and how much she loved me and the lesson that she hoped I learned. (laughs) Um, But looking around, there is no doubt that she was just as equally loved back. And I thank everybody for coming. um, And I look forward to sharing more stories about my, my grandma. Thank you.
8: Good morning, church family. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Laura Flager, and I first want to extend my deepest sympathy to Calvin, Chris, and all of the Cox family. I want to thank God for the honor and privilege of having known Lois as a close and personal friend for over 30 years. When I think of Lois, I think of the Proverbs 31 woman, a wife of noble character, a virtuous woman of God. Lois loved God, her family, and was a faithful godly servant here at church and in her community that she lived in. We shared many memorable times together, as I'm sure that many of you did in this room as well. Her love for God and her family were evident in the way that she lived her life here on earth. She was sacrificial, loving, caring, humble, kind-hearted, faithful, and I could go on and on, always ready to help and serve wherever she was needed. She loved going to Bible study. She always had a smile on her face. I called her my spiritual mama. When I would come to her for advice, she'd always turn me to the scriptures, and she would say, now, Laura, what would Jesus do? I loved our special time together praying with each other, over our families for our church the community and even the government it was truly a special time the day we both got baptized together here at a home in Upland oh what a happy day it was the retreats we went to were special sharing our hearts with one another and looking forward to seeing how God would work in our lives Lois had a love for music She loved going to a nursing home locally here in Upland, playing the piano, singing her heart out, and sharing God's love with those around her. And it was so sweet to see all those faces smiling back at her. I'm sure that she is playing and singing with God's angels and saints in heaven, making a joyful sound unto the Lord. Lois loved all of her family and was proud of each and every one of you. She always looked forward to her special times going to the mountains or to the beach. And I love to hear the stories that she had come back and told me, especially the time she got pulled in a wagon. <laughs> that just made me laugh. <laughs> I will remember all the special times that we had together and I'll look forward to the day when I get to see her again in heaven because I know that when she closed her eyes here on earth and opened them again, I'm sure that she heard her Lord and Savior say, words from Matthew 25, 21 to 23, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter the joy of your master. Let's pray. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of Lois. May your peace and comfort fill our hearts and our minds, and may we look forward to being with you and with all of our loved ones that have gone before us. We love you and praise your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray, and all of God's children said, amen. Thank you.
9: Okay, I am more like Andrew. Uh, I could write something, but I wouldn't be able to follow it, um, because... I just wouldn't, I don't even think I can follow my bullet points. But um, Lois, uh, she was a dear friend and um, a wonderful sister in Christ. And when you say sister in Christ, you have that relationship of being close as family. Um, but uh, she's one who loved to laugh. And um, we laughed a lot I knew Lois later in life. Um, And the one thing I loved about it is that she would sit, we would sit for a long time and I would pick her up and we'd always tell, she would always have these stories of her childhood. And um, what I loved about her is the stories that she told. And she became, to me, it was kind of like having my own mom there um, my mom loved telling stories of when she was young and going to school and her parents and the farm and and it just Lois did the same thing everything was a story with Laura, Lois but there was so much laughter with her also the laughter came in um, just kind of being a silliness there was a silliness about her and um, not too uh, Serious or anything Um, We laughed a lot when we would play uh, games Um, She'd like to cheat sometimes and we'd let her um, Because Lois knew the game so Um, but um, Another thing she was uh, just she loved to sing and um, She always had this song in her heart she just break out in melody at any time just if if she had one moment that she wasn't talking she'd be breaking out in melody or a hymn or something um, and again the the love for piano playing i remember one time we went to this place a couple of us ladies and um, Know, every time we'd go in someplace, she'd be looking around for a piano because she was going to play the piano, even if it was in another room all by herself. You know, But once she started playing, people kind of gather around her. But, um, yeah, that was her. And, um, gosh, you know, there's so much to say about her. Uh, McKenna and Tori pretty much said a lot of it. Um, one thing... Um, One thing she would talk a lot about is her love for her children and her grandchildren and how special they were and all the sports things she would be at and how much she just loved it. There was just, there was this joy that exuberated when she would speak about them. Um, and And as I was reading in this, It says, I have found that true joy is where, let's see, I have found what true joy is and where it is found in the Bible by giving my life to Jesus Christ. And she's so right because following Christ, there is a joy. And Lois, she would show that joy through in the later times when she couldn't no longer speak and we'd be able to go up and see her. And her joy didn't come from her mouth. Her joy just came from her smile and her eyes. And you knew that Jesus was there. So when we would go up there, we'd turn on um, songs. And she just knew it was just Lois there, just without sound. And um, so out of the heart, the mouth speaks. But out of the heart, her eyes spoke so I you know there's a lot of things to say and like I say I thank you for all the things that have been said because the, all of those things are on my heart too so I loved Lois so much and I I'm so uh, blessed to get to know um, Calvin more than Chris but um, just Calvin's just heart and and he shares that from all of you so thank you very
10: My name's Judy Altisti and Lois was my friend. Sunday mornings at church, Tuesday morning women's studies and whenever believers gathered together, Lois was there. Calvary Chapel Upland was where our bond of friendship began and where a heartfelt sisterhood was found. Weekly a small knot of women settled in hard plastic chairs in a chilly room holding steaming coffee Uh, and anticipating fresh insights in the word of God. Lois sat straight and tall. Her comments were straight and tall as well. Given in measured tones, thoughtful and wise, I grew to appreciate her wise outlook on life and spirituality. She was a product of her homespun Midwest values and parentage sturdy and honest, virtuous people who learned much from the land they farmed. She was a woman of deep faith in the Lord. And then there was the Lois who faithfully attended our season saints celebrations. It was our crazy hat night, a delish potluck, a beautiful time of worship and devotion, and the craziest chapeau anyone could put on top of their heads. <laughs> um, and here came Lois wearing a towering Kelly Green leprechaun hat on her head and it looked like it'd been crushed by a Mack truck as well. (laughs) Um, Greeted with bursts of laughter, she danced through the door and into our hearts. Her joy was contagious and if there was a piano around Lois would occupy its bench and bless those with its sound, within its sound with wonderful music, old standards and familiar hymns. Her fingers were so familiar with the keys. they skipped with rhythm and joy across their expanse, sometimes surprising those singing with a change in key or a change in octave) <laughs> um, She ministered not only to us, but also to those living in elder care facilities. Her music sparked a remembrance of forgotten words in mouths long silenced by dementia. She loved music and she loved people and she loved her family and always spoke of you with pride and deep affection. Lois was wise and kind and self-giving and delightful and sometimes very frank, informing with a pat of the hand to those whose visit had become a thing, uh, a tiring thing, it's time for you to go. (laughs) And when it was time for her to go, I think she broke through the cocoon of an infirm body and mind that had become her bondage to fly in transformed beauty into the heavens and drink eternally from the nectar of the unending, unchanging love and life of God. At last an ageless child of God, strong and radiant, wise and beautiful, and drenched in joy. I will miss my friend and ever remember this beautiful saint as my dear friend, encourager and example Lois Cox was her name. Her life was indeed a benediction.
11: Hello, everyone. My name's Calvin, I'm uh, Lois's oldest son. And um, in going through some files, um, we found a manila envelope and inside, my mom had written a lot of items in there that she wanted shared at her memorial. OK? And I'm going to share one of the readings, one of the uh, written messages in her own handwriting. OK? All right. And Dee, thank you for uh, pulling a couple of the verses out of uh, this just a few moments ago. Um, first off, let me thank everyone here for being here. It's such an honor. And it's such a a love return to us, knowing that you love mom so much, all right? She was a wonderful lady. She always had us all in mind and uh, did a lot for us. She was a wonderful, wonderful woman, all right? At the top, mom's instructions, which I better follow (laughs) to a T, being the oldest son, all right? Says, be sure to read at Memorial as (laughs) printed, Okay. (laughs) So here we go. All right. Um, this particular writing, um, also <laughs> another funny note, is mom even had the songs for today in this envelope as well. So she had laid out quite a few things for the service. And uh, Pastor Randy's going to share another one of her letters in a little bit. All right. This particular letter, um, it's kind of in two portions. All right. The first part was written from her notes in January of 1990. So it was quite some time ago. All right. And I call it the, uh, the true meaning of joy. Okay. To my earthly family, may it be known to all that this decision to follow Jesus, to give my life to him, has definitely been my decision. I did this after much researching and wanting to know more about Jesus and God, my heavenly father. I found this by Bible reading, becoming a member of a fellowship, which he meant here, that teaches and learns from the Bible, and that is filled with love. I have found what true joy is, and where it is found is in the Bible. And by giving my life to Jesus Christ, he died on the cross to save me, to give me a to forgive me of my sins and I have become filled with the Holy Spirit and she has a verse here of John 3 verses 3 through 21 and I think the last reading there is abbreviation of those verses there I have truly I have true joy in my heart being a Christian has has not been easy but my reward is great I have gone home to be with the Heavenly Father where there are no hardships or headaches, just joy and praising and being with my Heavenly Father. And I'm sure it's a wonderful time up there right now. And uh, one word that uh, the family has uh, made from all of this is a nanny," And we, we are quite sure there's a hoot nanny going on up in heaven. Um, she continues, Do not weep for me. My hope is that you all may find the joy I found. God be with you all, Lois, mom. Okay, that was the first part. The second part here um, kind of dates uh, a little bit more closely her uh, her spiritual experience. Uh, she wrote, uh, "I have my I had my spirit, spiritual birthday, August tenth, nineteen ninety one, and I was born again, and I and that is the day that uh, she got baptized." And in your brochure, um, these two pictures here are her baptismal day. Okay, And one thing I'd like to point out about mom, she was in a generation where they did not learn how to swim. And mom was petrified of bodies of water, pools, lakes, rivers, things like that. And um, I look at the pictures. And um, there was four of them total. Um, we have the two here. But she walked quite a distance from the steps to where the minister was to have her baptism uh, performed. And uh, her faith in God must have been just off the wall, just unbelievably, because of her fear that she had of water. She would not get in it. She didn't even own a bathing suit. She was so fearful of water. So um, it's a true testimony, I feel, of uh, mom's. Faith in God, because she really put this fear of water aside to join the heaven of God, the family of God. So, um, thank you, everyone. Especially I want to pay thank you to uh, all the folks that made the drive up the hill to see Mom and uh, also the cards that we've gotten over the years. Uh, Mom has been in the, or was in the high desert for seven years, and a lot of you folks sent uh, timely Um, Easter cards, Christmas cards, birthday cards. Uh, Just can't thank you enough. And also the time that you spent to come up there. It's just a true joy to see the love that you have shared. And thank you everyone for today.
0: Family members talk
1: about their loved one. Uh, I've known those about 25 years. That's when I started coming to this fellowship. Who said? Drink the milk when you finish your cereal. I got. I got to steal that.
0: Good afternoon. It's now afternoon. Um, Such a blessing to be able to be here uh, with you all in honor of of Lois, remembering her. Uh, My name, by the way, is Randy Walls. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Chapel Upland. And such a blessing to have had Lois be a part of this church for so many years. I have a couple thoughts on that I'm going to share with you in just a moment. I want to begin by reading from the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, words that are familiar to all of us, really. Um, I want to read the first four verses of the third chapter. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. There's more that we could read I wanted to stop with at that particular point in time and just simply um, appreciate what the writer of Ecclesiastes writes. That would be Solomon, King Solomon wrote these words. Uh, the Bible calls him, God calls him, the wisest man that ever lived. And that of course would be besides Jesus himself. God manifest in the flesh. But Solomon spoke these words just letting us know and, and really reminding us of the things of life, the seasons of life. And, and one thing I appreciate about this is that even our our purpose for being here together today is something that is very normal you know, it may not feel normal. I mean, the emotions can kind of betray that. It's not a normal thing for us in our own life, perhaps. But normal, yes. Uh, As the Bible says, there's a time for every season. And it's just a season. It's just a season. You know, the emotions will pass. You know, the, the reality of what's happened will not, but you know what? When we see these words, a time to be born and a time to die, you know, um, Solomon is talking about in the physical, a time to f- be born physically, and of course that is the beginning of life. Actually, the beginning of life begins at conception within the womb but a time when we are introduced to the world through birth and a time that we leave this world through what we call death. I'm not sure that that's what God would call it because all those who have given their hearts to Christ continue to live. And our friend, our sister, mom, grandma, however we've known her, is more alive today than she's ever been because she's in the very presence of God, amen? One of the things that we need to include with this is while these are seasons, that fourth verse, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, you know, there's seasons of life. There's sorrow now, there is indeed sorrow now, but just to quote the words of Jesus, your sorrow will be turned to joy. Our sorrow turns into joy through Jesus Christ. I have been blessed to be Lois's pastor over the last several decades. Uh, she always has been such a faithful, integral part of this church. Um, a faithful servant of God. We, we, we've heard the things shared, and I, I really can't add anything to the things that have been said about her. I really, I really can't. But just simply as her pastor, I, I want to share with you just the encouragement that she was to me. You know, watching her faithfulness, watching her love for God, watching her love for people, watching her, her involvement in life, um, being an example uh, as a woman who loved God, Uh, a woman who loved his word, a woman who loved to worship him, a woman who loved God's people, loved her family, and having a heart of concern for others, always being concerned for others around her. And it is like her to have left all these things that Calvin shared about that's in that little envelope there, the instructions for this service, the songs that she wanted sung, a couple of letters that she wanted read. You know, one to um, her family as she shared about her experience in giving her heart to Christ. You know, I, I don't know what was going on in the family at that particular point in time. Um, I'm gonna be reading something to you which is entitled a, a Salute to My Family. That, that means her children. That's uh, what she's talking about. Um, well, let me just read this. Let me, let me read this. It's fitting that she would write this. Um, she called it a salute to my family. As my family looks back on my life, I desire to look back on my family's lives, accomplishments, and joys, they've brought me. God blessed me with three children, Calvin, Carol, and Chris. My three CCCs, she writes. They were happy children, enjoying their school days to the fullest, having many friends, bringing them home so dad and I got to know their friends also, and these friends, many of them kept in contact with us long after our three were out of the nest. There were ups and downs, but with God's help, we always made it through. And through these trials, they opened their hearts to Jesus and brought Dad and I to that blessing as well, Carol as our mentor and the boys' support. As adults, this life continued caring for Dad and I, when dad was very ill and I needed a break or rest, one of, one or all of them were always there to take over so I could have that rest. They never questioned if they could do it. They wouldn't do it, no question. When dad was taken home, that love continued even more. They were always concerned about me. Every trip or weekend getaway, Mom was always asked and more than welcome to go, which I did many times, and they saw that I was well taken care of. My children's love has brought me through many trials, loneliness, and concerns. May God continue to richly bless them and their families. May kindness, respect, and concern for others always be in their hearts. Remember, loved ones, God is number one. Dad and I will be waiting for you all. Love, Mom. Amen. She obviously loved her children and her grandchildren. Loved her extended family members. Loved her friends. Loved her church family. A blessing to know that woman to be able to be a part of her life. And we thank the Lord Jesus Christ for bringing her into our lives, don't we? On the night before Jesus was crucified, we see in the Gospel of John, the 13th and 14th chapters, that Jesus began telling his apostles that he was going to be leaving them and they began to get quite upset. They were pretty bummed about this. The 14th chapter of John begins this way. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. And where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way. I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. He's speaking to his apostles, but we take this as him speaking to every person who acknowledges their need for Christ, their need for Jesus and his forgiveness, that their sins may be forgiven, Their sins may be removed from them and his own righteousness given to them so that they can stand in the presence of God and all of his righteousness and all of his holiness. Because apart from the work of Christ on the cross, none of us can do that. When Thomas said, we don't know where you're going, how can we know the way? Well, he said, I am the way. He didn't say, I'm going to show you the way. He didn't say, I'll give you a map. He didn't say, I'll give you some instruction. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one goes to the Father except through me. In the world, there are many religions. There are many different faith faith systems, we'll say. Um, there's only one that will get a person to heaven. God the Father gave us direction in his word. Jesus came to give us himself as the way. You know, when John the Baptist introduced Jesus in the beginning of the Gospel of John, he said, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now we don't have time to give a big sermon on all this. I certainly would be happy to speak with anybody who would like to ask some questions and uh, allow me to explain some things, but the point really is this. There's only one way to heaven, and it's Jesus. And, And you know, for all of you who are here, Lois said, you know, sometimes in a memorial service, I'll I'll just kind of bring the question, you know what what would this person say? and, and in this case, of course, Lois. what would what would always say to you if she had an opportunity to say something to you? Well, she already did. <laughs> she already did, didn't she? And she said that it is her prayer, it's her desire, it's her hope that every person here, every person who knew her, her friends and her family, her immediate family, her extended family, that that each one, would know the joy that she has found and is now experiencing. When we talk of a departed loved one who knows Christ and is in his presence, we we often will speak of that person in the past tense, like this person was this and this person was that. I think what we really mean is that while this person was with us in this life, she did these things. This is what she was like among us. But it's not like she stopped living. She still is very much alive, very much alive. Jesus, in the book of John, the 11th chapter, speaks to Mary and Martha, the sisters of Lazarus, who had died he came to Bethany, having received news of his death. He had been dead for four days by the time he arrived. He raised him from the dead, but before he did, he asked Martha a few questions. She acknowledged that, Jesus, that, that the resurrection, that uh, her brother would experience the resurrection, but her thought was that the future resurrection, which all of us who have faith in Christ will experience. All of us will be raised in the flesh with a body that is fitted for eternity. But he told Martha, if you live and believe in me, you will never die. Then he asked the question, do you believe this? That's a question for every one of us. Do we believe what Jesus has said? Because of the reality of Christ, the reality of who he is and what he's done for us, what he did for Lois, Lois believing that he did that for her, she right now, as I stated before, she is more alive today than ever before. She's experiencing firsthand that joy that she spoke of, that she experienced even here in this world, but so, I mean, multiplied greatly now in the very presence of god and we sang a song a little while ago i can only imagine she doesn't have to imagine anymore she's there she's in his presence that's the hope and that's the expectation for every person who knows jesus christ In his letter to the Thessalonians, his first letter, the Apostle Paul, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, he wrote a passage about what we call the rapture of the church, and he wrote that letter, he wrote that letter in this portion of this letter to uh, bring some uh, instruction to these saints in Thessalonica who had loved ones who had passed on before Jesus returned Jesus was uh, was taught to have uh, to, to be returning by the Apostle Paul Paul believed he was going to return in his, in his own lifetime perhaps even in a matter of, of of weeks but of course he has not returned yet and there are some who would say well he, he, people talk about his return and and, and, and Peter addressed that you know uh, people are talking and he's not going to be coming back you know and, and Peter said well He's just being patient. He's patient toward everyone who will come to faith in him so those people can be raised in life. But he wrote to Thessalonians these words. He begins in verse 13 of chapter 4. I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep. That's what he called death for the Christian, falling asleep lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. Paul wanted them to have hope in the midst of their sorrow. Even as we may be sorrowful today because of Lois' departure, we're going to miss her. But we have hope. Hope through Jesus Christ, who is our blessed hope. He goes on and says, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For the Lord himself, this is verse 16, will, will, the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. He's going to come with them. Their bodies will be raised up. Their, their bodies and their souls will be joined together in the sky then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the lord in the air and thus we shall always be with the lord therefore comfort one another with these words first, uh, first corinthians 15 talks about that moment when we will be changed we may not all sleep paul writes to the corinthians meaning we may not all pass on go to be in the presence of jesus from this earth as our bodies stop working but we will all be changed in the twinkling of an eye just changed like that our bodies changed and fitted for eternity that's what we have to look forward to and Paul wrote therefore comfort one another with these words these words are given to us that we may bring comfort to each other Her belief in these truths gave her the strength of God. It has always been a blessing to watch her exercise her faith in the Lord with the confidence that she had in him and the confidence that she had in his his promises. She prayed for you. I would say that because you are here today, you knew her well enough to be here and wanting to remember her. She prayed for you. She prayed for you and desired that you would know the same joy that she is now experiencing. I would say that it was, it was literally her dying wish that everyone she knew would know Jesus. I want to close by reading Psalm 91 which was her very favorite psalm. When I would visit her, she would ask me to read this particular psalm to her. I had the privilege of reading this psalm to her uh, the day before she went into the Lord's presence. Psalm 91 He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. And under His wings, excuse me, He shall cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand. This gives a picture of warfare here but it shall not come near you only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked because you've made the Lord who is my refuge even the most high your dwelling place no evil shall befall you nor shall any plague come near your dwelling for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest, your hand, lest, you, dash, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the, lion, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Those are words to the Messiah, Jesus himself. And now God himself speaks. Because he has set his love upon me, She certainly has received that deliverance. Deliverance from a body that was just worn out, stopped working. And now she's in his very presence because as the word of God tells us in 1 Corinthians, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. She's in his very presence. She's been delivered. She's been rescued. She has been given life from above and I pray that everyone here will look to Jesus Christ that you too will receive that life and Father we do pray that you'd have your way with every heart that is in this place thank you Lord each one of us want to thank you for the joy that Lois brought to our lives For the encouragement that she brought. For the love, for your love with which she loved us. Thank you. Thank you that you used her to be an example for us. That you used her to cause us to know what it means to follow you. That you used her in our lives to just point us. Jesus and so Lord have your way we place her into your hands she's already with you we know thank you for her and God we pray that you would have your way in this place and in every heart and might Lois's desires, desires come true that everyone in this place today would come to a saving faith in Jesus Christ